Welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble. Introducing first, fighting out of the neutral corner, the undisputed, undefeated, baddest boxing podcast on the planet. And now, your host. Eric Rambo. All right, guys, here we go. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Baddest Boxing Podcast on the Planet, aka The King of Boxing Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Eric Rambo. As you guys probably already know, today is Saturday, May 4th. And if you're not excited or if you're excited for something other than boxing, you probably should be questioning why you're listening to this podcast and maybe why you're a boxing fan. And no, I'm not talking about Cinco de Mayo. I'm talking about Saul Canelo Alvarez taking on Danny the Magic Man Jacobs tonight. Uh, in my opinion, I'm going to go on the record and say right here, right now, uh, that this fight has the potential to be, I think, probably fight of the year. On paper, I think that this fight brings a lot to the table. I think that uh, a lot of people are overlooking um, Danny Jacobs for the sheer fact of the recent invincibility, or at least the appearance of invincibility, by Canelo Alvarez. Now, I do think that Canelo Alvarez is uh, you know, phenomenal in his own right. However, I've said it before and I say it right now. If there's one middleweight out there that can give Canelo Alvarez problems, it's Danny Jacobs. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously we saw, sure, Gennady gave gave Canelo problems. Um, Do I think Billy Joe Saunders would give Canelo problems if he stayed down at middleweight? Uh, Yeah, I think so. But for here and now, Danny Jacobs is the premier middleweight. He's a middleweight in his prime. He's a true middleweight. He's a big, strong middleweight. Um... That's going to pose some potential issues for Canelo. Now, why do I think that this fight is going to be um, you know, a special one? First and foremost, as we know, the stylistic abilities of both these guys, while they're complete polar opposites to a certain extent, they are going to combine together to put on an excellent show. An excellent show of force. Here you have somebody that's in Jacobs, that's tall, long, athletically gifted, uh, has the ability to bounce around the ring, um, you know, like a gazelle, if you will, where you have Canelo, who is so cerebral in the ring, um, in the sense that he can adjust his style accordingly, and uh, is the prototypical counter, he likes to be a counterpuncher for the most part, but he can become aggressive and stalk you and attack you. Uh, so it's almost going to be a bull and uh, the proverbial matador type scenario, I think. But, with that being said, um, I think that Canelo will find himself in some difficulties, whereas, here, here's the thing, a couple things have to happen. I'm going to go on the record right now, and I think that Jacobs wins this fight. I know, I'm the, I know I'm going against the odds with that, but I truly believe he possesses the ability, skill set, and stamina to beat Canelo. Um, I'm not saying that, 
you know, Canelo, Canelo should, you know, he's expected to win. He has the resume to win. He has the experience to win. I just don't know if he is, here, let me digress. My point to this is, if Danny Jacobs comes into this fight, and he fights the way how he fought, let's say, you know, even though it was a short fight, you know, Saddam Ali, or uh, even Peter Quillen, you know, again, quick, quick, quicker fights, right? But he was able to box on the outside, move around, kind of give those fighters fit and fits and take them out of their game plan. If he comes in, I think if he comes in that way, he poses a major risk to Canelo. And I'll go into that in a second. If he comes in and fights Canelo the way how he fought Triple G in the beginning of the fight, um, or in spurts, rather, you know, for the most part, it started going that way, where he was in close quarters. The same way how he fought uh, um, Derivinchenko, close quarters, not afraid of the power. Um, I think that's not going to be well. I think that's not going to bode out well for for Danny Jacobs. So if I was his team, if I was, you know, Coach Rozier, I, I would have I been getting Danny Jacobs to, to box on his feet, to move on his feet well, to bounce around the ring. To keep, to utilize your assets, right? Just like, look, the blueprint, unfortunately, unfortunately for both Trout and um, Lara, the blueprint to beat Canelo was laid out by those two, I believe, even though they didn't get the decision. Uh, obviously, a different type of blueprint was laid out with Golovkin 1. Uh, again, he didn't get that decision. But at the end of the day, I think when you look at Lara, and you look at Trout, those body types and those athletic skill sets almost kind of mirror uh, Danny Jacobs as well. So for him, now I don't think he's as fast as Lara, um, but I think he's you know he could definitely pick and choose some of that some of that uh, blueprint that Lara laid down. Same thing with Trout too to give Canelo some problems. Here's the thing: while I say you know. Jacobs isn't Lara, Jacobs isn't Trout. These guys aren't Jacobs neither. Jacobs is a big, big middleweight. He's a strong middleweight. Now, obviously we saw with Lara, and especially with Trout, I think, you know, Canelo was definitely kind of breaking the guard and coming through and attacking the body later on in the fight, the second half of the fight, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't know if these guys have the same type of power as Jacobs. I think they don't. I personally, I think Jacobs ha is a very strong middleweight, and I think he's got enough power to make Canelo realize he can't do that. So Canelo's going to probably rely on his natural counterpunching abilities to, i.e., counter Jacobs. That's going to put him at a disadvantage, potentially. Now, can he come forward and rattle Jacobs? Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's what Canelo, you know, that's what Canelo's been known for recently. Um, but do I imagine Canelo hurting Jacobs badly? I, I don't think so. I think his athleticism will get him out of trouble quickly. Now, obviously, there's going to be naysayers out there that always point to the Pirog fight with Danny Jacobs. Of course, um, there is questions. There's questions of when Gennady clipped him. Now, I will say this with Jacobs. Uh, he did get up after the Pirog knockdown. Uh, he did plead his case to the, the ref, but they stopped it. With, with uh, Golovkin, he did get up, and he actually fought better, in my opinion, and more aggressively after that knockdown. So it shows you something about his heart. The heart is there. The skill set is there. And the thing is, he's, he's continuing to get better and better as he, as he progresses. Now, he does like to get a little bit, Jacobs that is, he does like to get a little, 
I would say rugged when he is more like in my opinion he should be more of a slickster he does get a little rugged which means he likes to get up close and likes to you know hit you inside that's not something that I would be recommending against Canelo um so my my thing is if you're if you're Danny Jacobs and you're his team um you know that's that's the blueprint to beat Canelo um on the other side of the house what what does Jacobs have to do to keep Canelo off? I think by him, I think by him breaking down Canelo. Now Canelo is phenomenal, right? His stamina is phenomenal. His his ability to be relentless in the ring is phenomenal. Um, so that's going to drive Jacobs to a different level. I think it's, he's going to have to find that different level tonight against Canelo. I think it's there. I th- I, I believe it's there with Jacobs. Uh, so both of these guys are at the prime, at the peak of their career. That That's one big thing I want to point out to you guys as well. While there is no discrediting Canelo's um, resume, right? And I use this a couple times already. His strength of schedule, right? It's The, the resume that Canelo has is probably one of the strongest um, in active boxing right now. Um, without a doubt. Therefore... You know the the experience. The experience is there, um, so we, he knows how to adapt to different fighters. He knows how to change, and that's what makes him so great. However, you know, while and I'm going to digress yet again with 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 Triple G. Everybody thought Triple G was, you know, virtually the the man at middleweight, and he was, I, I, I believe, at that time that he fought Canelo the first go around. Now. The thing is, a lot of people may disagree or may agree with this. I personally believe that the Danny Jacobs fight kind of exposed... It didn't expose Golovkin, but it took away a level of invincibility that we all thought Golovkin had when he ran into Jacobs. Now, granted, I still believe he won that fight fair and square. Um, I had him ahead in that fight. But at the end of the day, when Canelo got uh, Triple G... It seemed, the you know, even though, I, again, I think Triple G won that fight, um, you know, I think a draw was a little bit, I mean, I, I could see where some people possibly gave it a draw, but in my opinion, I believe Triple G won that fight. However, Triple G was already kind of an aging fighter at that point. You know, you could almost kind of see the skill set kind of diminish just a little bit post, you know, Doran Jacobs uh, and post Jacobs. So, my point to that is, here you have Canelo, and this is credit to Canelo and his team, too, for taking this fight. This is a big, strong, caliber opponent middleweight that's fighting, that Canelo's fighting, in his prime. So, that's why I think this fight is so significant. You know, it's so... uh detrimental to the middleweight division right now because this is really like these are two warriors at the middleweight division that are in the primes of their careers um that are ready to go at it right now uh and again if that doesn't make you excited as a boxing fan i really don't know what else would you know besides maybe a wilder uh, joshua fight but uh, that's a whole nother episode that's a whole nother story right there but let that sink in for a second again Look at Canelo's last string of fights. Take away Rocky Fielding. You know, yeah, he was a little younger, whatever. Um, definitely looked like he didn't belong in that fight in the same ring as Canelo that night. 
But you look at Canelo's last few fights, more than the last few fights, a good handful of fights, and you could see that some of those fighters are, you know, while they're quality opponents, while they're name recognition opponents, they are a little bit long in the tooth, kind of, you know, they're getting to that point. They're getting to that second wave of their, the second half of their career. Here, you don't have that case. You have a guy that's just as young as Canelo. Um, You have a guy that's, you know, hasn't been through a lot of wars, you know, in his younger career. Yeah, obviously younger, he's got less fights than Canelo under his belt. But at the end of the day, somebody that's in their prime and a champion. So there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of belief that goes into that. So personally, I think that uh, that Jacobs is bringing a chip on the shoulder into the ring. I think he's out to prove something as well, too. Uh, and I think he's out to prove that he belongs in the elite of the middleweight division, which, again, I believe he does. So that's why I say that, <laughs> you know, in all honesty, I, I think that you could be looking at something, while I don't want to discredit two legends, but I think, you know, how this fight should play out, and I know there was controversy in this fight that I'm about to mention too as well, but a Hearns-Hagler fight, um, or a Hearns-Hagler script, if you will, could potentially be the same script for the fight we're looking at tonight. Both stylistically, each fighter represents one of those legends in, the, in, in this scenario. And I think that we could get it. There is a possibility we could get that type of fight here tonight. Um, and I, I think that we will be pleasantly surprised with the amount of action that happens in this fight. Um, you know, I, I really think they both possess the ring IQ to overcome any potential, you know, stumbles that they may run into in this fight. And I think we're going to get a quality, quality fight. Um, but at the end of the day, now, you guys and I both know that, you know, a fight happening in Las Vegas with Canelo, the odds are potentially against the opponent. I mean, it is what it is, you know, it. It is what it is. It's something that goes on in boxing, and it's something that's not, unfortunately, not unfamiliar with Canelo. Even though, look, he works he works his tail off. Um, he trains hard. His team trains him hard. Uh, but at the end of the day, there is some sketchy, <laughs> you know, there is some sketchy decisions that take place, and some that leave both, you know, boxing fans, boxing writers, boxing analysts scratching their head as to why. Do I see that happening? Uh, potentially. Yeah, I, I don't really foresee a knockout happening. I see this thing going to distance. Um, personally, again, as I said, I believe Danny Jacobs could pull this off. I believe that he could he could win on points uh, going to distance. Um, now, will the judges allow that ha- to happen to be determined? He would have to put on a spectacular boxing display, um, an undeniable boxing display, uh, to where Canelo is just extremely taken out of his element, which is going to be extremely hard to do because Canelo doesn't get out of his element. He's very, uh, very focused, very engaged in the ring and, uh, very hard to, to, uh, get off his horse once he's, uh, once he's going downstream. With that being said, um, what's Canelo, if Canelo, not if, I think the majority of people, as I said, do believe that Canelo can win. Um, Canelo just has to be Canelo in the ring. Um, he has to be able to cut off the ring, go to the body. I, I don't think I don't think we're going to see 
Jacobs hurt to the body too well. His his if anything, his chin is what's suspect. Um, but again, this man took the punches of of a you know a pretty solid Triple G at that point. Um, I think part of that has to do part of Triple G's performance probably has to do with the fact that Triple G was trying to hit him and hit him with it, with everything in the kitchen sink, but he couldn't really he couldn't stop you know Danny Jacobs. Again, he did get the knockout knocked down rather. I'm sorry, but he wasn't able to to technically stop Danny Jacobs. So that could be frustrating, especially if at that point, because remember at, up until that point, triple G was a, you know, he's a killer, you know, he's knocking everybody out. So for him to hit Danny Jacobs and Jacobs to keep coming, um, yeah, that probably took a little bit out of his confidence. So my point to that is, okay, so Danny Jacobs took the best that triple G had to offer at a time when triple G mentally thought he was invincible. Most likely I don't foresee Canelo putting a hurting on Jacobs in that aspect. I'd be very surprised if he does. Um, so again, I think Canelo for Canelo to really impose his will on Jacobs. Of course, the blueprints there. Um, it just depends on what Jacobs shows up in this fight. I think if Jacobs shows up and um, as I said before, was able to move around the ring, use his long reach, keep Canelo at the end of that reach, I think it's. I think we're in for a surprise. I, I think Danny Jacobs, you know. Uh, you know, or for those of you that don't think that Danny Jacobs could win, I think you're in for a surprise. Um, but again, if we see Danny Jacobs revert to, you know, getting in close range, foregoing his reach, uh, getting close to Canelo, that that 100% favors Canelo. Uh, Canelo has the ability as a shorter guy, I think, and, and just, again, because of his his ring savvy, you know, go to the body, go to the head, just, just you know, frustrate you on the inside. Um, again... Taller fighters, I don't know why they do this, but they do sometimes revert back to, you know, saying that to heck with the reach, go back inside. But we'll see. We'll see tonight, um, you know, what Danny Jacobs, what what game he brings to the table or to the ring tonight and uh, see how he does. Uh, but again, you know, going back to Canelo, um, yeah, I, I think that the blueprint for Canelo, it's either one of two things, you know, either counterpunch or come forward. Uh, they did seem a little pissed off with each other at the at the at the weigh-in. Uh, hopefully, you guys got a chance to see that a little pushing and shoving. Uh, it's always good to see Canelo get a little frustrated and Danny Jacobs get a little frustrated because they're both gentlemen, you know. But when they get when they get a little ticked off, it uh, it tends to change the dynamic up just a little bit. And of course, there was some discussion about the mandatory weight, the date of the fight. I think they were both mandated um, per contractual agreement uh to come in at 170 uh i think danny jacobs uh did not make that weight uh canelo i think came in at 169 uh, i think danny jacobs came at 173 and a half so he's looking a little bit uh you know he's looking to pile on that weight a little bit some people may say that that's uh, a lack of confidence on his part but at the end of the day um i think we have to realize that danny jacobs is a bigger fighter he's a natural born middleweight where you know Canelo has, has built himself up over the years to to fight at middleweight and and ultimately super middleweight too. He's not a natural, even though he looks like it now. You know he's definitely packing on uh, a lot more muscle. He seems to be a lot more thicker. Um, but Danny Jacobs is a naturally bigger body, so of course he's going to probably walk around. I, I wouldn't be surprised he walks around close to 185 uh, when he's not in training. Maybe even a little bit more because he is a bigger a bigger guy. Um, but at the end of the day. That helps. I think that that fueled a lot of fire with Danny Jacobs. I think that uh, you know, obviously, there's some 
there's some bad blood that spilled over from that. And I think that that caused the weigh-in issue. Um, but at the end of the day, stylistically, guys, I think, you know, that we are in for a treat tonight. Um, if it goes the full 12, then so be it. If it goes shorter, then so be it. Um, but regardless, I think that we're in we're being treated tonight to a, a quality fight with two quality opponents. Um, you know, and again, for those of you that don't know Danny Jacobs, I, I really hope that this is a, and let's say this is the first time or limited time and the first real time you're seeing Danny Jacobs. Uh, I really hope that he puts on a display that I believe he can. And uh, I hope that you guys get to enjoy it. Because I think one of the biggest things is that we're, as we see these, you know, and this is, again, this is stuff that I talked about on a previous episode. I don't want to make this episode about that. It's strictly about my p- prediction with uh, Canelo and uh, and Jacobs. But I think the high, high caliber of fights may kind of, of fighters pitting against each, being pitted against each other is going to be kind of hard now with, you know, unless you look at like the zone, right, for example, where they have this pool of quality, in this case, middleweights, right, to, to, get in a ring with each other. Um, as we see these, these different, you know, streaming apps or these different management organizations get online and, and really start building their, their pools of fighters. It may be hard for us to see this type of caliber of fight until we see these cross negotiations happen between, let's say top rank or ESPN plus the zone PBC and these guys showtime and the zone to see if it can actually work. So for the time being to have this quality of a fight, Within the DAZN network, um, with two champions, two guys that you know are really at the peak of their career, it's truly an exciting fight. Um, and who knows when we're going to get to see this again? And this could be a fight for the ages, man. This could be a fight that was solid with DAZN, without DAZN. It could be an HBO, it could be Wide World of Sports back in the day. It could be ESPN. This is a great fight. Um, so again. I, I, you know, if you guys haven't seen Danny Jacobs, uh, if you, you know, you're unaware of him, I know there's a lot of, and I, I keep saying that because I see a lot of negativity about Danny Jacobs on social media. Um, and it kind of surprises me because, uh, you know, the guy's a great fighter. Um, a lot of people do bring up the Pirog fight, um, which again, yeah, sure. He got clipped without a doubt. Pirog was a killer though, back then, if you didn't know, um, who that fighter was definitely go back and take a look at some of his fights. He was definitely, uh, he was no joke. So for, uh, for Danny Jacobs, they get clipped by him. Uh, you know, he was, he was pretty, you know, even though he was relatively young in his career before he was forced to retire for his, uh, back or whatever, uh, you know, he was, a he was a pretty solid fighter in his own right. Um, so with that being said, my prediction, uh, Danny Jacobs wins this fight, unanimous, not a unanimous decision, I would say, uh, you know, he wins on points, let's say. Uh, either that or he wins the crowd uh, because the uh, the scorecards don't reflect accordingly, maybe. Um, and again, it's just my opinion. Uh, again, nothing nothing against Canelo. I, I love watching Canelo fight. I love what he brings to the table. Um, you know, tremendous... Well, you know, one of the greats, I mean, the beautiful thing is, you know, with Canelo, he should win, technically, he 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 should be able to win this fight. Um, I just think that Canelo struggles with the taller fighters, uh, taller, more athletic fighters. I think they give him a little bit of an issue, um, where somebody like Golovkin, believe it or not, is tailor-made for Canelo, um, because he's a straightforward guy like Canelo, and he's smaller, 
So he doesn't uh, smaller compared to Jacobs. That is, so he doesn't possess that athleticism to really, you know, sticking with the jab and then get out of the way of any trouble that Canelo can bring. That's the dynamic that Jacobs brings. That's the issue that um, I think is going to, or that's the thing that I think is going to pose some issues with Canelo. Uh, but again, look at it like this: we're we're seeing Canelo in action in his prime, and again, as I said before, without a doubt. One of the greats, without a doubt, will go down. We'll be in the Hall of Fame. We'll go down as one of the, you know, one of the greats of the generation for sure. You you can't say not. You know, even though there is definitely some suspect, there's definitely some suspect decisions in there, um, which I voiced my opinion about for sure. But uh, you know, credit the guy for fighting fighting these these individuals, and you know, regardless of when he's fighting them in his career, um, he's still. You know, he still fought him. And, uh, you know, while we may not agree with the decision, you know, besides the one time that he was fair and squarely beat uh, without a without a shadow of a doubt against Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, he did get the W against these other fighters, unfortunately for them. Uh, but again, he is, you know, he, it is what it is. He's still considered, you know, uh, a, an excellent fighter in his own right. And, um Again, we're getting to see two top-tier middleweights um, in their primes. So, again, guys, whatever the outcome ends up being tonight, uh, I truly think and I hope, um, as I'm sure you guys are hoping as well, uh, that we're in for a treat tonight as uh, as boxing fans. And um, I hope that I'm right as far as that goes. Uh, there doesn't need to be any controversy in the ring. Hopefully it's uh, you know tried and true. And the right person has their, the right fighter has their hands raised tonight. But we'll see, guys. Uh, again, thank you for listening. I uh, appreciate it so much. If you got any questions, definitely, as I always say, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. Um, definitely, you know, if you like the episode or you like the show, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Leave a review on Apple uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts if you enjoy it. And uh, if you got any questions or concerns or about either this fight, any fight that we've covered, the podcast in general, Hit me up at baddestboxingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy your Cinco de Mayo. And enjoy the fights tonight. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Baddest Boxing Podcast on the planet. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for future episodes and updates.